0: Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.
1: A year and a half ago when the state of Delaware and the federal government really said, you must shelter at home. You're not allowed to go to work. So many tens of thousands of Delawareans, like millions of people around the country, started filing for unemployment. And, of course, the federal government said, okay, we are also going to give you some of your tax dollars back as well. And that became the PUA, the PUAC system, all these different systems for you to get unemployment insurance benefits. Now, like states all around the country, Delaware wasn't ready for this. They had a staff of like seven people who were processing 500 unemployment uh, applications a week. They had 10 people behind that adjudicating it, making sure that they're all legit, things like that. Next thing you know, you got 10, 20,000 people, and there's Daryl Scott. Director of the Delaware Unemployment Insurance Benefits Office. Freaking out, basically. And so what did he do? He said, we need more people. We need more computers. We need more phones. And he did that. And now they got a couple thousand people working there. Uh, Still not always enough. And every single day, he and his team have been working often extra hours to try to make sure that People get their unemployment benefits. In fact, every single week, he's been on this radio program, right at the news at 1 o'clock, reaching out to you, trying to help you, understanding uh, what your problems and your needs are. And, uh, Daryl, I know that there's thousands of people here in Delaware who appreciate you for that. There are thousands of people here in Delaware who are still frustrated and hate you. And, yep. and and the organization, and I will tell folks, I've met people who work in the office, and they're dedicated, and they want you to know one thing especially, and that is they care. And they really do. I, I remember uh, standing with these people and talking with them for, gosh, what, a couple hours I think it was, mm-hmm. and and that's the number one thing I got from these folks is that they do care. They just wish they had uh, more resources and more time, but you're doing a, a fine job with what you got from what I've seen and you continue to try to expand the office. How many people right now do you suspect um, are due unemployment benefits, but because of the time it takes cutting through the fraud, the thousands of fraudulent claims and everything else. Um, h- how many people do you think still um, are in line for the benefits and haven't yet received them?
2: So we, we, we did some, we were trying to get some a uh, handle on some of this, Rick. And so, you know, for example we we have thousands of people who have failed identity verification but i probably have 2500 people that currently have cases open in our in our customer response management system right to give you a little context so when i when i look at people who have reached out to us that are that are so let me give you a couple of numbers for people who are related to fraud related we probably have 6000 or so people that are that are on a fraud related hold that that um, have reached out to us and are saying, hey, what's going on with my claim? Now, separate and apart from that, uh, as I've shared with uh, you and, and your audience in in the past weeks, we have about 13,000 people that are waiting for their claim to be adjudicated. That is separate and apart. So they, there's not a security hold on those claims. They are um, – Again, the deputy is trying to get fact finding from the individual. They're trying to get information from the employer, and they're trying to make a determination, of what we say, a determination of entitlement to the UI uh, benefit. So um, again, if you just add those two numbers together, you know, there's probably twenty thousand people that are in some stage of, of you know, a flux with us with regard to their claim. Now, some of those, Rick, have been paid. Their claim was flagged uh, because of potential fraud. Um, and they're in process. Some of those are initial claims, right? So we're making the initial determination of, of entitlement. But, you know, as I shared with you, it's uh, we're not where we need to be. Uh, to to the point you made a minute ago, we, um, we're expanding in one of our locations to make room for about 50 people. Um, we've got about 25 people in a facility that we're moving out of the way to open up the facility and make room for more. People and we'll be adding probably 20 additional people to fill up that space uh, when we uh, when we occupy it in October. So, uh, not to tell people we're not doing anything. We're we're continuing to hire people as we backfill and try and and uh, do better each day. Um, so, and so, th- the one and thing, so if I can – yeah. Sorry, go go ahead. ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was just, just going to say the one thing that you know I've I've tried to provide in the past some context you know, to the volume of claims that we received. And as I shared, in 2019, we received about 32,000 claims. Well, since March of 2020, when you include all the claims that have filed, even those that that failed the identity verification, we've received about 285,000 claims. And if you just look at that, that's the equivalent of about nine years worth of claim volume in the last 18 months. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, we were trending down you know, uh, through March, uh, where things were slowing down, we got, you know, more than 72,000 claims in April, May, and June that put us behind again. And, um, you know, and things are beginning to trim back down, right? The number of new claims that, that are coming in are, are uh, slowing down. So again, we, uh, we we keep fighting to try and uh, get through our backlog and get people uh, their money as quickly as we can.
1: I'm also going to share with you uh, and listeners an email from somebody who said that there was something uh, seemed to be uh, wrong with the system over the last few days. Yep. We'll get to that in a second. But first, we have Bonnie and Richard on the phone. I want to get to them because Great. I think that's, uh, that's the greatest benefit you offer being here on the Jensen Show every Tuesday at the news at uh, 1 o'clock. So let's get to Bonnie at five two nine one zero one seven. Bonnie, say hi to Daryl.
3: Hi, Daryl. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, Bonnie. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm hanging in there. (laughs) Um, So I'm reaching out. I had actually emailed you yesterday in reference to an ongoing issue with my claim dating back to January. Um, I've been accepting temporary work wherever it is available. I've been driving as far as an hour and a half, two hours. You know, when I could just be sitting on my butt like all many other people, not seeking out work, and it's really jammed me up because here I am, owed over 10 weeks of unemployment again, dating back to January, that I just can't get any answers. No one wants to get back to me. Um, it, it's just Frustrating, to say the least, and I just want to know what more can I do? Like, I'm literally driving myself crazy, you know, trying to dig through all my references of the work offered, sending it in, and, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel for a resolution. So,
2: Bonnie, I'm trying to find your email, if you send it to me, so I can... um... So I can uh, sort of see the specifics. So one, the fact that your claim is back to, or you're you're waiting on benefits since January, or there's some, or yes. there's a period of time that you weren't you weren't paid.
3: Exactly. Yes. There there was intermittent payments within that time period, um, and I can actually resubmit it um, as we speak uh, for your convenience if you would like. Okay. Please. Um, uh, but, yes, yeah, so it it's really kind of strange because it had been cleared around April when I initially reached out to Rick. And out of those 15 weeks waiting period, I only received payment for five. And then from there on, I started receiving payments moving forward. And the irony of the situation is that I was able to um, – like again accept any hours available and at times there you know during that time frame of January i was only receiving sometimes no work 7 hours 14 hours and then moving forward i was able to accept up to 24 hours or so and still receive my unemployment and so i'm right. again just a little confused as to what is holding up the process with that
2: yeah so i i, I mean i uh... I don't know what specifically is holding up the process for the ten weeks. Uh, it, you know, it sounds like you earned money, but you didn't exceed your earnings allowance on a on a weekly basis. What could have happened if you exceeded your benefits in in a particular week and went over earnings is what we say? Uh, then you have to reopen your claim and and start collecting again. And, and 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 what the deputy will look at. Is you know again, the system thinks you've returned to work, right? So the next time you file it's it's sort of questioning why you're filing when when you were over earnings for the for the prior week. So if you'll send that to me again, I'll get somebody to look at it and reach out to you so we can try and understand what specifically is happening with those ten, you know those ten missing weeks. Um, the other thing I want to say one is I appreciate the effort you're going into and sort of working. You know, to try and earn earn a little money while you go through the process. One of the things I was going to talk about, and other states are touting this as well, is, you know, come Sunday or Saturday when when the you know the CARES Act programs end, there are going to be thousands of people who aren't going to be receiving benefits, and thousands of people who are going to be attempting to find employment, you know, at the same time. And um, and so the competition is going to be tougher for people to find work. Well, you've you've already got a leg up that you're you know you're out there looking. So and Bonnie, I just got your email so I can uh I can follow up with the team and ask somebody to follow up with you. Okay. So there you won't go. It won't
3: allow me to forward the attachments, but uh yeah, it, hopefully that's enough and I'm, you know, ready and willing to forward anything else I need to to help move this along.
2: Do you need the attachment, Daryl? Uh, no. So what I'll do is uh, when I forward it to the team if they need if they need additional information, Bonnie, they'll reach out to you. All
1: right. Good luck, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. All right. God bless. Let's get to uh, Richard. Say hi to Daryl.
0: Hello, Daryl. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, Richard. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I was laughing. I looked at your LinkedIn profile, and I thought, now there's a man who doesn't have a good sense of timing.
2: (laughs) 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 For when you joined the department?
0: (laughs) Yeah, joined the department, and suddenly you have this mess dropped into your lap.
2: (laughs) Yes. it it was an interesting challenge. One of the one of the biggest challenges of my career, I will tell you.
0: <laughs> my um, my case is uh, not as bad as Bonnie's. Um, okay. When they swapped over from the UICC to PUA in June.
2: Yeah.
0: I had to do that. Uh, I swapped over. You had to log in the JobLink also at that time. And I had been in with JobLink since I first filed last November. Uh, I updated it in June, updated updated it again yesterday getting ready for this phone call, Um, but I haven't uh, received anything since it rolled over to the PUA. So I'm about 11 weeks in arrears at the moment. Uh, I called uh, in early July and opened up a case, um, and then I called again on the 21st of July. Uh, Later on in the month, or I didn't call, I, I uh, uh, chatted on the web, um, okay. find out what was up, and uh, still didn't hear anything. So I called the office on uh, August 13th, uh, and apparently I was worried that maybe I was just caught up in the fraud issue, uh, but that wasn't the case. From the person that I spoke with at the office, apparently the Delaware Job Links isn't talking to PUA, so they think I haven't met the requirement to be on the, uh, on the JobLink site. And that that seems to be what's holding things up.
2: All right, Daryl. Okay. So one, I, I again, we had to manage sort of implementing that integration because it was a new system. My understanding is that they had resolved that issue. So Richard, what I'm going to ask you to do is shoot Rick an email, r i c k at w d e l dot com, and provide me your case number. You you reference having a case, uh, and we'll be able to find the information from there and make sure there's a good phone number for you to for someone to follow up with you, on but. But if that's the case again, if they can verify that you're registered in Blink, they should be able to remove any hold that may be preventing your your claim from going forward and uh, I'll make sure that that's the only you know the only thing that may be uh holding it up all right
0: that would be appreciated um I sent an email to Rick last night so it should be in his inbox, but I'll send him another copy yeah I'll do it guess. again
1: i i I did some emails this morning uh uh, early, so uh, if if you yeah, me... if I did not reply to you, Richard, that means I didn't send it off to him. So send it again. All
0: right, I'll do that. All right, pal. Thank you. Right. Thanks, thanks much. Thanks for everything you're doing.
1: Daryl Thank Scott, uh, director of Delaware's unemployment insurance benefits office. Let's get to Jose. Jose, say hi to Daryl.
2: Hello. Hey, Jose. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. How Good. can I help you?
0: Yeah, I spoke to you about. Two months and a half ago, I'm referencing back unemployment that was due from uh, December of 2020 to March of 2021. I forwarded you, Rick's got an email, and I I haven't heard anything. I have not heard anything to this date. And um, I was wondering if all unemployment is going to be open on September 9th
2: yeah so Jose two things one, I apologize because you know, as Rick knows, when I get the emails, they're forwarded, and I know the team has a backlog, but we're our backlog for claims don't go back um well, again, for issues that are dated back as far as yours um we're dealing with claims that are from may, right, so um if you'll send Rick another email today, he'll get it to me, and we'll follow up on on that. The second point I want to make is that even though the programs are ending on Saturday, if individuals are in, are determined to be entitled to benefits for in your case March or December to March, we're going to make those yes. payments even after September. So I want that's one of the messages I wanted to relay to people today is to make sure that everybody understood that even though the programs are ending, if we make a determination that people are entitled, then we'll be making those payments. Uh, until we complete those, uh, we we clear our backlog. That
0: sounds um, great. That was another question I was going to ask: whether or not I'll be uh, receiving benefits or not because of that. But you answered my
2: question. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So as, long as, as long as you're determined. As long as. Thank Thank you, Jose. I was just going to say, as long as you're determined to be entitled to those benefits, the you know, again, we can't pay you for weeks after September four, but any weeks that are earned before, we will be making those payments if if you're entitled.
0: All right. Sounds
1: great. Thank you very much. All right, right, pal. Thanks for the call. Uh, Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Benefits Office, at 1 o'clock live on the air here on The Jensen Show. We rebroadcast this on Wednesday mornings right after the news at 1030 because there's always good information. And I want to share with you this email. I I, I hope you read it. I know I forwarded it to you this morning, uh, Daryl. It says since Sunday, the Delaware PUA website where you place your weekly claims on Sundays is down and will not let you log into the system. I sent them a screenshot, plus called them yesterday and today, but only to get told they're aware of it. And it's still my responsibility to put in my weekly claim in their system. Now, the upsetting issue is that no one in unemployment will take the weekly claim over the phone or give information on how this issue will affect their unemployment status. They tell you that the weekly claim must be submitted before midnight on Sunday, or you're at risk of being denied. They also inform you to clear out your cache and cookies, use a different web browsers, I did all that. But still, the issue's not resolved. The unemployment representative stated their IT is aware of the issue and all they can do is take the ticket but for the claimant to continue to try and log into the system. I asked her, why won't an agent of unemployment who knows the system is broken help a claimant by taking their information and documenting it into the system themselves? And the representative states that all they can do is take the information and put it into our file and send it to another department. I asked to speak to that department and was told, nope, all she can do is take the information but they're aware the system's broken and for claimants to continue to try and submit their weekly tickets. And and what a frustration when you can't get online and do that, but you're being told to do that. What's going on, Daryl?
2: So I, I was made aware that there was an issue with the weekly certification, and I know the team was trying to replicate the issue and what what I was told one issue may be is there is a specific browser that the issue may be but the the email you just read indicates the person tried others right so mm-hmm. again sort of typical tech support is clear your cookies clear your cache so that you know the website's uh, or your browser is refreshed and then and then try it again so I I don't have the resolution to the issue, so I don't know what the final technical issue was. But but what I would do is, and I know you sent that to me, is that I need to get somebody to reach out. I don't know of a technical reason why we can't take the weekly certification over the phone. The call center may not be able to do it uh, because they have read-only access and they're not able to make changes, you know, to claims that's done by the mm-hmm. processing staff here in Delaware but uh let me take a look at that and, and uh have somebody reach out to that individual. So are you still uh, looking
1: at uh, perhaps uh, November before you actually open the doors to people?
2: No, actually um so the the department is working for um in September to to open the doors and again to manage sort of the volume of people coming in it may be by appointment, but we're you're going to you're you're going to start seeing you know, doors to most of our facilities begin, or many of our facilities begin to open in September. The reason I say most is I had people in one of the resource rooms in one of the facilities, and we had to clear them out of that space so that they could set that, um, they could set that space up. But, um, so again, we're going to, we're going to start having people visit our facilities uh, in September.
1: What else do you want people to know as we wrap this up today?
2: So let me just grab my uh, notes. So one, I made the point about you know Saturday is the last uh, sort of the week ending. September 4th is the last week for the FPUC, MUC, PEUC, and PUA programs.
1: M-O-U-S-E, all that, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and all, and yeah, M-O-U-S-E, right, all of those programs. The one thing that it's important for people to realize is with the backlog, if, if we make a determination that they're entitled to benefits for weeks up to September 4, we will be making those payments, including the $300 FPUC benefit, Good. right? So if people have a concern that, that we will be doing that. Uh, they just won't be able to submit for additional weeks of benefits after September 4 through those particular programs. The other is we've got 14,000 jobs on uh, available on uh, joblink.delaware.gov people are looking for work. There are employers that have posted job postings there. And I'd also ask them to visit joblink.delaware.gov because it'll share information about uh, license and certification programs. And there may be federal or state programs and grants to help people develop new skills if they're looking to change, you know, the jobs that they're um, they're looking for.
1: Yeah, that's that's good to know. Appreciate it. Daryl Scott, director of your Delaware Unemployment Insurance Benefits Office. There's more Rick Jensen
0: coming up on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.